take a moment to admire the fact that I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! Jordan, he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairy Finders. It's episode number 83. This morning when we planned this episode, it was meant to be the Canadian Open preview, but we are all hit by a bombshell here at 10 a.m. Eastern Time Canadian uh, we were told that the that the Live Tour, the PGA Tour, the the DP World Tour are all merging together to form this World Golf Tour. Name is still TBD, but I'm of course joined by Donica and Steve. Lads, how are we doing today? Hello, fuckers. What the fuck is going on here? Oh yeah, yeah. So I I was I was in work, I was in a meeting and mad like we just do this for a bit of crack but you get a bit of you know a bit of notoriety as being oh this guy knows golf where he talks about golf all the time my phone actually like lit up the news came through and i had like something like you know 15 20 whatsapps in, in the space of a minute saying what do you think yeah. oh, what do you as if wanting a take so i guess here we go emergency podcast the civil war is over mm-hmm. for everything weapons are down um, well done to Saudi Arabia. You know they've been they've been plotting their plotting their uh, path into the the world of golf. Now they they've got what they wanted. So, um, Brew, can we maybe pause, play the Saudi national anthem with all right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Thank you. I guess, I mean, I, I would say for anyone who hasn't heard, but I don't think that's possible. Um, so basically for anyone who you know wants more of the details, we can give it um, the PGA Tour, DP World Tour and PIF, um, the foundation that own Live Tour Golf, um, have decided to come together. Um, the PIF are going to invest $2 billion initially. Um, for both growing of the commercial game, um, more funds and prizes for the players, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and it was announced this morning by was it Jay Monahan released that Jay letter? Monaghan went went on CNN with what's the name of the, the guy who's had to live? Um, I can't Al Rayman or something. Al Rassian. Yeah, sorry, no, we need to get his name right. Um, yeah, because he might fucking chop you up if you don't. Jesus. <laughs> um, oh, my head, my head is just so strange. Yafir al-Rumayan is what I'm that's going him. with. That's him. Uh, so apparently one of the things that Jay Monaghan said, having previously said that, you know, about Liv, this is bad for the game, we're not going to discuss anything with them. We're staying loyal to our tour. He then subsequently said when he met, um, when he met Mr. al-Rayman, when he met him in in Venice, it took him ten minutes to trust him. So there you go for all of that bullshit and the like, almost boundless levels of hypocrisy that Jay Monaghan has indulged in. Essentially, he's he's gone from he's just reneged on everything he's stood for for two years, and his prize is he gets to be the CEO of World Golf. 
and mm. about and, and, and about and become about 150 million dollars richer. More. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it reminds me of the fucking Simpson scene, uh, the mayor of Albuquerque. You know that fella. That's, yeah, uh, it's the fucking brown envelopes, the fucking Bertie Hearn yeah. style, like you know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> can we talk about the right? I reckon if we try and structure this a little bit, let's let's speculate on the why. Right. Well, I I have a statement here, Donny. First of all, right. So I I'll just just so people can get an understanding of. It. I won't I won't read the full thing because I don't want to bore people. But um, just a couple of like highlight points in the statement. So they they come out and say, um, today's a landmark agreement to unify the game of golf. The parties have signed an agreement that combines PIF golf related commercial businesses and rights, including Live Golf, with the commercial businesses and rights of the PGA Tour and DP World Tour, uh, into a new collectively owned for profit entity. Um, which is important because the PGA Tour has always been non-profit, allegedly, uh, to ensure that all stakeholders benefit from a model that delivers maximum excitement and competition amongst the game's players. Uh, Brew, as you said, in addition, PIF will make a capital investment um, into the new entity, so there is going to be a new entity coming out of this, to facilitate the growth and success. Um, The new entity named TVD will implement a plan to grow these combined commercial businesses, drive greater fan engagement, and accelerate growth initiatives uh, already underway. Notably, today's announcement will be followed by a mutually agreed end to all pending litigation between the participating parties. Um, That's been a huge talking point. And then it's blah, blah, blah. we are pleased to move forward in step with Live and PIF's world-class investing experience. And uh, this is from Jay Monahan. I applaud PIF Governor Yasir Al-Ramayan for his vision and collaborative and forward-thinking approach, um, as well as a massive uh, briefcase of cash as well, although he didn't actually mention that here, but I'm just yeah. paraphrasing. I think, um, the mic, I think the mic went on the fritz when he said that. Yeah, I think that was it. Uh, last couple of points then. So PIF will initially be the exclusive investor in a new entity, Alongside the PGA Tour, Live Golf, and the DP World Tour, going forward, PIF will have the exclusive right to further invest in a new entity, including a right of first refusal on any capital that may be invested in the new entity, including into the PGA Tour, uh, Live Golf, and the DP World Tour. Uh, The PGA Tour will appoint a majority of the board and hold a majority voting interest in the combined entity. So it sounds like... Um, from what I'm gathering from that, that the PGA Tour will be able to throw decisions at Live Golf or PIF and if PIF doesn't like it they can say no that's not happening because um, they did the right of first refusal so they it sounds like they own golf um, well, yeah. from, a, from a capital investment point uh, not from the yeah. board point of view because the board point of view is still stacked PGA mainly yeah well, but if the PGA wanted to do anything new they had to run it by PIF first yeah. Yeah. and then PIF can say no I don't like that um, and anyway, as we kind of touched on, the board of directors of the new commercial entity will include uh, Al Romian as chairman, Monaghan as chief executive officer. Uh, the new entity's board will also include an executive um, executive committee compromising of Al Romian, whatever the fuck his name is, Monaghan Hurley, a PJ Tour policy board member, Jimmy Dunn. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There's the other kind of corporate shit that comes out with one of these statements but it's basically that that so like it is fucking it's pretty impressive like what was it a year and a half ago saudi arabia had no involvement in golf and now they pretty much um run the show across all of golf which is absolutely fucking scary impressive it's it's a whole lot of things but um, i don't know it's what the word i would use is remarkable mm. the remarkable impressive infers a positive view towards it so what this whole 
episode and this whole saga has has taught me more than anything is just if you're if you have an argument in any context and the other side of the argument holds the money it doesn't matter the the conviction of your original argument like the money will always win inevitably it wins it it it's just a entirely it wipes the, the slate clean of any kind of rules and regulations you can do what you want as long as the money is there so if, if we talk about the why i think this is actually for what the pga want pga wanted a cohesive they wanted to run golf they get to run golf what the saudis want the saudis i still don't believe really care about golf maybe they enjoy playing it blah 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 they want a sport to use for political influence to gain access to Western economies, to gain access to Western businesses, to diversify the, the PIF fund even more so. So when the oil runs out, they're diversified into everything, they've access to the global economy, and then to legitimize the state. They don't care about where the Masters is played or who gets the US Open or who, who sponsors what's now the FedEx. They just want to use golf for political interests. So both sides get what they want. And like my view on why this happened, I take the view that the PGA, even though they said, Jay Monon said, if this is a battle over money, we can't compete. They tried to. They tried to raise capital, elevate the events, have you know, 12 million into 25 million purses and 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 have this new schedule. Maybe they realized that the numbers were were now not sustainable, even though they're not a not they're a non-for-profit company. And they're basically like, the Saudis, which is bullshit. We know it's bullshit. It's like the Saudis are gonna bail us out, let us run this. All we have to do is sell the game itself and then sell and then and basically display naked, almost unparalleled hypocrisy for everything we've been spouting for two years, and we get what we want. And all we have to do is eat a bit of shit for a couple of days. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it's gonna be longer than a couple of days, to be honest. But um, yeah, so like my, my take on it, I think it's I think it's great for golf. I think golf's been it's suffered as a result of um this PGA slash live rift. Like the, the worst thing was we had Brooks um winning the Masters or winning the PGA, PGA. and uh, couldn't tee it up then alongside everybody else. Cameron Smith went through the same thing. Um, DJ, one of my favorite players, same thing. Like we haven't been able to see them, so it's going to bring the whole tour together. It's going to increase, not necessarily the quality of golf, but it's going to in- increase the competition um, amongst certain players uh, or the top players. They're all going to be playing the same fields. They're going to be going to new venues. Um, there's a good chance we'll see like a world tour event in Ireland. Um, you know, different parts of the world that haven't seen good golf in a long, long time. Um, so yeah, I overall for the game itself, for the fan, the, like the the better on golf, I think it's it's brilliant news. I think it just brings everybody together into once the dust is settled. Obviously, there's a lot lot of people that are gonna be pissed off. Um, we saw I think you're pretty much entirely correct. Oh, but, I, like but, it's really, but to me, it's really depressing. It's immensely depressing to me because. You know, the sport is now the professional sport is now essentially owned by a, a political entity with more than questionable, um, you know, ways and methods of how of how it, it it wields its power. But for purely as a fan, if you don't give a shit, and I suspect ninety nine percent of people don't give a shit, and I think if you don't give a shit, 
fair play to be honest because it's an easy exist that's that, that yeah it doesn't directly affect you i do think it is actually the game becomes a cohesive you will get more events outside the states probably now um you will get all the golf world rankings and is now going to be fixed it'll always be the best against the best the rider cop too donny now fixed for for the game of golf it was always going to be a good thing when the civil war ended how it's ended is, in my opinion, pretty ghastly, but also kind of inevitable. I think I, I've lived for the last two years in some kind of make-believe land where people nice say, no, that's not right. You can't do that. That's that's against the values. That's not moral. You can't do this. You can't deal with them because of all bollocks. If the money's right, it's right. That's just how the world works. I've accepted mm-hmm. that. Everyone should accept that. We don't live in a make-believe land where everybody is an altruistic good person. It's got nothing even to do with being good and evil. It's just to do with money. And money yeah, that's it. I'm I'm one of those, Danny, definitely. I don't care. Like I, I love watching golf. I love the game of golf. Who runs the show like Jay Monahan is as much of a crook as, as anyone from Saudi Arabia or any other um, you know, dodgy country. So um for me, like you look at golf. Like oh, flagship. Yeah. Sorry, your mic caught out there for oh, did I? apologies. Apologies. So you look at golf and then you cut off. Yeah. Um, like I don't care who who owns it, I don't care where the money comes from. Uh, all I care about is watching and talking about the best players in the world all competing against each other, which is why the majors are so good. Um, you look at like the FedEx Cup, which is heavily backed by um, you know, Saudi have heavy investment in fedex um for example so it's like if, if you really get yourself deep dived into where money yeah, comes from you, you um, already shouldn't be watching yeah, yeah exactly like you might as well just sit in a in a plain room and just stare at the wall for your life because um yeah. you know there's shitty shitty things going on shitty so you, it's a sport you gotta for me you gotta enjoy it for what it is um and yeah like fuck it hopefully hopefully things get back to normal we see everybody back playing against each other again um, but there is going to be a lot of fallout, which we can touch on. There as well. will. There will. I mean, I, I think Peru was um, going. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I know, sorry. I was just going to say just, just really quickly because I know you me said it before the podcast started. There, I think it is a very good point. Like we basically said, the PGA Tour couldn't beat Saudi's money, but Saudis couldn't beat the PGA Tour. And now it's as simple as, well, we can't beat your money, you can't beat our product. Let's just come together. It makes the most sense. Like, do you know what I mean? And I think if we go back to the why just for a second, like, I think without doubt in my mind, it's that DOJ investigation is what's caused this. With, like, without a doubt. Like, the fact that it's gone from fuck you, we'll never do business to you, to we've joined together so fast on a, at like 180 so quickly. It has to have been that the feds were sniffing around at the PGA. They weren't liking what they were seeing. And the PGA were like, fuck, what's the path of least resistance? Let's just join together. And I could be wrong. I'm just saying we don't know all the answers right now. But I think that has to do with it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, like, so in terms of that DOJ investigation, like I remember it went back to, it was, it was happening like last July. And I haven't heard anything from it since last July. So is it still an active, ongoing investigation? Apparently it is. Well, yeah, Chip Roy has has pushed 
Chip Roy, governor of, of somewhere. Um, While you're reading up on that, Donny, the, the, like, the one thing I feel I think loses out in all of this is actually the Canadian Open this week. Um, and the Canadian Open has been fucked constantly for the last like decade. Initially, mm-hmm. it was scheduled the week before the Open Championship, so um, yeah. most of the big names decided to pull out of it. Um, and it, I do find the timing strange that Rory is the first of all he's the defending champion of the Canadian Open, um, and secondly he's like the head of the players' ambassador um, between. The, the, the players and the higher ups in the PGA Tour. So for them to drop this on a Tuesday um, of a, a title where they know Rory is already um, showing up at uh, and defending champion, and he's due to have a press conference tomorrow um, after the pro am. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see if he actually does. I think there is something too coincidental about that timing. Um, you know, he's already on the ground in in Toronto. He's already, um, you know, as defending champion. The, the kind of from what, what he seems like the guy he is that he won't want to let the, the fans down he's probably a major reason why the tickets were bought and I do know actually from um, from hearing from some sources that he got an 800k appearance fee um, for showing up for the probably event enough. we he's already not, he's been so fucked like he yeah. is he's now he is now utterly like no matter what he decides and where he decides to go from here he's like kind of fucked either way yeah, he looks bad. If if he says nothing and gets on it, they're like, ah, yeah, good man, Rory. And if he, if he stands up and says, you know, fuck this, then he loses out because he won't be able to play yeah, professional golf like, anymore. Yeah. I, I I think he's been scapegoated to a level we haven't seen for a long time, to be perfect. Oh, man, it's so, he's been so fucked. Like, I was saying that. Listen, is it your credibility or your yeah. career? Pick one. Yeah, and, like, to, go, and to be honest, if... Now, look, as we said, there's probably a chance that Rory did know. Let's be all honest here. But, right, let's just say, for example, right, we have a f- reacting to it today. Like we had uh, we had Mackenzie Hughes, who said, nothing like finding out through Twitter that we're merging with a tour that we said we'd never do that with. And then Sahit Tagala said, just craziness. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but it's not going to be enough reason for the utter lack of communication. I mean, how are the top 10 players in the world finding it on Twitter? Well, I'm biting my tongue until there's more stuff to hear. No players are going to be okay with this. So let's just go off the assumption that McElroy did not know about this and he found out just the same as everyone else did. Like, I don't think that's the case, bro. To be honest, I, no, like, no, I know, I know. That's fine. I'm just saying, if that is the case, and Rory didn't know about it today, I think we'll know pretty much in the next day or two. Because I think it's, I, I think it's more likely than not. No, I, no. Do you know what? There's no, there's actually no point in even speculating until mm-hmm. we find yeah, out. Do we know? Like, like, did he know or did he not know? Because that doesn't change anything, really. Yeah, uh, if I was Macquarie and I didn't know. And I've been shafted this badly. Uh, like I'm, I'm withdrawing from golf for the rest of the season, or I'm genuinely retiring from golf. I could never play for the PGA again after they did that to me personally. Put it this way. Put it this way. Uh, to 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 fuel the theory that he that he didn't know. Do you think if if he was told that this was happening, this obviously has been formed from very recent discussions, maybe this week, maybe at the weekend, two weeks ago. It can't have been going on for that long. Yeah. You can't have been told too long ago that this was going to happen 
Do you think if he had that in his head and was keeping that secret, would he play? I've played Memorial and then kind of got close to win a Memorial. I don't see how that would be possible. I, I think my thoughts on is that you can't put something like this together, like within a week or two. Like, I, I, I would imagine well, Phil this, said this something isn't... at the PGA when he was like Phil said something at the, at at the PGA. He was like, "I know something that you don't. It'll it'll come out soon." Really? Yeah. I missed That's... that. So Phil has, Phil said something at the PGA, which was what two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. Yeah, I I would imagine they've been like with all the like the amount of legal shit that goes on between these two and and um any company merger is an absolute from what I understand it's an absolute marathon. So um I would imagine this has been going on for the last you know five six months. I I can't see this being yeah. patched together. We're talking about like billion billion dollar organizations coming together. Um, so there's legal things to be. Um, etched out there's schedules there's sponsored like there's a whole thing to be considered so I would say this has been in the works for a long long time my own thoughts on it is that probably um, like I said like Rory is probably the most influential guy in golf um, as I think well maybe Bar Tiger but Tiger is obviously not active for the most part um, so, and he's Jay Monaghan's right hand man to the players as well so I would imagine Rory was given a heads up a couple of weeks ago or, or whatever it might be that, that this is happening um, you know, maybe NDAs were thrown in that he can't say anything, yes. but yeah. um, who the fuck, honestly, who knows? It doesn't honestly, it doesn't really matter in the doesn't grand scheme of things, but yeah, it doesn't really um, matter. No, R- it Rory... doesn't, but ultimately, sorry for cutting you off, but like ultimately, it doesn't matter. But he's looked like a fucking dumbass here now, yeah, he has. But I'm sure he'll be compensated, um, pretty handsomely for the inconvenience. And also, and, sorry, uh, just really quickly on, on, on that point, sorry, Steve, because that just reminded me of something. With all the players going to be very pissed off, the PGA players who stayed, didn't go to live, do you reckon there has to be some sort of loyalty bonus given to them? I'd say so, yeah. I don't think money is like, an issue I'm for sorry anyone. sorry for the, the amount of fuck-up this has happened. You all deserve money just as much as the live players deserve money when they move. There has to be, I don't know how much or whatever, but like surely a large chunk of that $2 billion that PIF are are investing surely a large portion of that has to go to the players who were at the PGA for the last two years and did not move and have been shafted I'd imagine so yeah I'd say there's some sort of payout to keep them sweet but like in a way it's it's now like a monopoly so what like what do they do like yeah. if you're if you're Colin Morikawa and you're pissed off that no as he put out on Twitter that no one told him like what do you do do, do you do you just sulk and give up or do you just suck it up and get like it is it is actually a monopoly now Funny yeah. enough, so I mean, we do still have, have a that, choice. We still have that golf league that's coming in what 2025 with Rory and Tiger. Uh, yeah, but if we're talking, you know, professional stage and yeah. the likes, I think, uh, yeah, I think that this is uh, that they're not going anywhere, so it's kind of suck up and deal with it, kid. Yeah. So, yeah, so a few, a few numbers of guys who turned down the money that mm. now. Um, look like idiots, according to Donald Trump. By the way, Donald Trump totally called this in July 2022. He said that that, um, when the merger happens, those who who declined Liv's money um, will be left with nothing. So um, in terms of guys, so Tiger was offered between seven, eight hundred million. Rory offered around 500 million. These numbers are a little different, but honestly, the scale of them, it doesn't matter if it's 400 or 500 million. Yeah. Matsuyama, 300 million. Zalatoris, between 100 and 150 million. Ricky Fowler, 75 million. Apparently, Jack Nicholas, 100 million to be like the face of Liv and be like wow. a role. And, and 
Yeah, current Ryder Cup players, according to Harrington, 30 million. So you're probably looking at like Tyrrell Hatton, maybe Maddie Fitz before you won the US Open, 30 million. Uh, so all of that. So they turned that down for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was for at the time, it was because the PGA Tour has legacy history. It's where you want to, it's where you want to win the prestigious titles all that kind of shit but uh no it just doesn't matter do you know what i mean uh, but look oh, I, I you'd think... be absolutely near suicide let's be honest like no i don't think i don't think you would look these are all multi-millionaires if it was me in that position i yeah would i be pissed off yeah of course i would i'd take a nice a nice big paycheck from um mr whatever his name is or, or from the piff and i'd say yeah do you know what boys thanks we'll we'll, uh, we'll move on start fresh that's what i do as, as a as a neutral let's say yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose some people might get their back up. A lot of, a lot of yeah. egos. If you look forward and say, "Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't get that big payday," there'll be some agreement. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. Like the shambo, the shambo just keeps all of that money. They're talking about, oh, there's going to be a fine that those players will have to pay back to the PGA Tour, but it's not even going to be a graduate fine. <laughs> like yeah. let's say every player gets fined a million quid. Okay, that's like. One percent, yeah, exactly. Um, just on the the new entity name, I did see some odds go up as to what it it might be. Um, oh, go on. So the, the bookies' favor right now is GGA, which is the Global Golf Association, um, followed by GWT Golf World Tour, um, is the second favorite. Uh, scroll down to a thousand to one shot. Uh, I A R M W. It's a rich man's world. Comes in at a thousand to one. So might, <laughs> might, be worth, be might be worth a few quid each way there if you want to want to throw I'm something. Sure about, I'm not sure about the first three letters of that. So I don't know. Yeah, world golf, <laughs> world world golf tour sounds probable to me. You can get that at eight to one, bro. Professional yeah. golf league nine to one. World golf federation nine to one. Lot lot of different options. Who, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Also, one happens. thing. So go on, no, sorry. Well, I was going to ask if we were talking about like future events. Like, you've got these events like you know Waste Management Phoenix Open. You've got, um, you've got Bay Hill at Ernie's Place. You've got Memorial. You've got the Genesis at Riviera. Like, if you're Genesis, for example, um, and you're Genesis brand director, do you now, like, are you in an untenable or unwinnable position in terms of you sponsor this tournament that is now? Essentially funded by the Saudi government. No, that, I think I think they're a, delighted. That's a huge brand risk. I think it's an enormous brand risk. Like I don't you've, think seen, it is. you've seen the absurdity at which brands can lose their value with that Dylan fella and, yeah, and yeah, the, on the thing. Anheuser and Bush, yeah. Brands are so emphatically risk averse to anything that upsets the left wing media, whether that's whether it that's right or wrong or whatever it doesn't really matter but there's is is there a risk that the new world golf tour kills a lot of the iconic pga tour events i think they're i i, I think they're absolutely delighted because i think yeah, it I, guarantees money now it's in them and, there's and, no and risk. i know that's sad but i i i that's my opinion on it yeah. personally like mm-hmm. um i think they're delighted i think they're yeah. absolutely delighted now they have money coming in hand over fist and it means that it means the survival of their tour, their date, whatever it may be, every year. Yeah, and you're guaranteed no, all the best players in the world for massive, massive pay. Like at the end of the day, I'd say eighty percent of the population don't like if Genesis, massive international brand sponsor, 
a golf event. Golf's a pretty vanilla sport. So people aren't going to be like, oh, well, the Saudis have some money involved in this. I don't listen. I don't have any statistical data around them. But I, if I was Genesis's head of marketing, I'd be absolutely buzzing. Yeah, no, no. And don't get me wrong, Donnie. You are absolutely correct to see how much money Anheuser-Busch has lost in the last two months due to this controversy around Bud and Bud Light and stuff is insane for any company to lose 30 to $40 billion in two months. Same with Target. It's ridiculous. But What's at the end golf? of the day, what choice do they have? This is the only golf product now. So you either, so you either win yeah. it or you're not with it. Like there's no other choice now. As as someone as someone who you know works in marketing and has conversations around branding and brand perception and brand values, like brand values are like held together under lock and key and are immo- immovable and are kind of a, a a a sanctum that a lot of brand managers will will prioritize in all situations. Most of the time, brand values are probably more. Um, robust than a human's values mm. which makes me think that certainly if you have 30 sponsors of all these events where Charles Schwab or whether the BMW or you're going to have a portion of them that pull the plug that pull out and make a big sign and say you know like take take BMW for example or I don't know offhand but I would imagine some of BMW's um, investment in CSR could be around like uh, could be around e- equal rights or um, um, equal marriage or you know supporting LGBTQ communities, so they're kind of now forced to walk away because of the connection to Saudi. Like, no, I think I think that's away. rubbish, Danny. I think that's sure. Like look look at look at for- Formula One. There's a B. I don't follow Formula One. There's a BMW team. I assume in Formula One. No, there's not. No. Okay, well, any sort of let's say let's say let's say Mercedes then, like they 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 manufacture cars or whatever, you know what I mean? But they their car would win the Saudi Grand Prix in Saudi Arabia, um, Saudi flags would be everywhere, and and they haven't lost any. Like it's 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 so um, what's the word? You you use this word when we got back into the sports washing debate. It's a uh, a couple of steps away from. It actually being direct degrees, money. Yeah, degrees of separation. Yeah, de- degrees of separation. That's it. So for me, I don't think any sponsor will pull out. I think the I think it's it's going to be great for sponsors. It's going to give them more worldwide coverage. Yeah, you'll get your one or two, you know, leftists or Karens or whatever you like to call them complaining about it. But for the most part, I, I don't think Anton. I think some will. And by the way, I'm not making a judgment on whether that's the right or wrong decision. That decision is based on the company. And the decision makers within that company. So yeah, but, I'd be shocked. But I would hate to see, I would hate to see if you've got the current live uh schedule and you've got all these kind of random tournaments, no legacy, no history, no iconography, no stories from yonder, or remember when Larry Mize did that, or remember when you know, whatever. I don't what would would like to think that none of those will will be lost. Oh no, hundred percent that's a fact. What what you might lose is it might not be called a Genesis Invitational. It might be called a Tesla Invitational next year instead. Who who gives a fuck, really? Do you know what I mean? It'll still be at Riviera. It'll still be for the same tournament uh, or for the same trophy, whatever it is. So, yeah, fair, like, fair enough. Um, a Charles Schwab or a Rocket Mortgage or something might pull out and, and someone else will come in and, and probably profit from it. But, like, the actual tournaments, I, I think the only tournaments that are safe 100% are those, the elevated tournaments that we've seen 
Um, I think those are the only ones now that are 100% nailed on to, to stay. Um, your likes of your your Rocket Mortgage and your um, those other kind of average John, field yeah. events. John, yeah, I think those could be at threat potentially uh, replaced by some sort of, you know, Live Australia or, or whatever it is uh, equivalent. I, I think that's the only risk. So I would be worried if I, maybe even a Canadian Open could be at risk, although kind of hard to say exactly. Um, at this point, but yeah, I, I would be worried if I was one of those mid to lower events uh, on the PJ Tour that like you might get scrapped. And who the fuck knows what's going to happen to the DP World Tour? But that that's been going down the shitter for a long time. So, um, you'd imagine the Dubai Swing will will stay, um, maybe become one with the DP or with the PJ. I don't even know. I have no idea how it's going to work play out. But you'd imagine all all the like the pros. I think is that all the, all the different countries in the world will get to see the best fields in the world come to their country basically, whereas that would never have happened before. So I think, I think it's a good thing for, yeah. well, for golf fans. We were all agreed in a line for exit. Like it wasn't like the PGA Tour was the really good guys here. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree that it is for the betterment of the sport. It'll be a better product in 2024 because of it. I just like my own personal view. I just feel, you know, I just, I watch the Formula One now and I'm just like, ah, I watch Man City. I'm just like, ah. I watch Newcastle. And it's not like, I'm just like, I just feel a bit depressed by how, you know, sport as a, someone who just has adored sport his entire life and is fixated upon the, 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 the successes and the failures and the journeys and the endeavor and, and all of those kind of good things. The fact that they're now like, you know, they're fully owned now by these hyper-capitalist companies, at best hyper-capitalists, at worst human rights abusers who get the biggest sporting event in the world to their country. And I just, I just sort of feel a bit sad, like. Yeah, yeah but no, football, football's always been fucked on you, like, do you know what I mean? You go back oh, to, like, they, football basically invented this, the, the president Havilland from Brazil whenever in the 70s, or whenever it was, the 80s, he, he yeah, was the was guy that... He took he like uh, took Adidas. He took money from Adidas to yeah, only use Adidas product. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's it, it's been fucked for years, and there's been corruption. Oh, I know. I know. Every, you know what I mean? every single move towards it just accelerates, and it just seems that yeah. there are, there are poorer and poorer characters coming into sport and coming in and saying, "I'm leveraging this for that." Like ultimately, you know, a sport that we love in the professional ranks has just been sold to a state. Like, that's fucking crazy. It is. That's been allowed to happen. And it doesn't, you don't even have to go into the reasons why that shouldn't be allowed to happen. But it's because nobody really cares because all decision makers all up the chain are in life for the same reason, which is to accumulate as much wealth as is possible to pass on to their children and then fuck off and die. And if that means being a shitty role model to your children, it doesn't matter because they're looked after. Yeah. No, it, it is true, and they've literally monopolized. It. They've literally monopolized an entire sport. Like, yeah, it's it's to be honest, it's impressive. Like, you know, I, 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 know, I know it is. Like, they literally split the players, bribed some of the players, segregated them, put them against each other, and then when both sides were weak as fuck, came in was like, "Yeah, two billionaire lads, let's do it." And it's it's impressive. It, like, it is impressive. You can't say it's not. But as Donnie said, is this gonna? Set a, a like precedent now for all sports. Like, is this you know what we're going to see? Do you know what's a really impressive aspect of it? That country, that state, have done it 
Can you think of a country with a, with a smaller like interest historical legacy or history in golf than Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Like well, you can't like golf is a truly global game. How many nations are on on the PGA Tour represented? I'm going to guess it's it must be 80 lot, anyway. Yeah. Right? And yes, find countries who have, have who have no history ever in golf. Right, Mongolia, fucking, you know, like maybe Tanzania, maybe Papua Uganda. New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They take they now own the sport. It's like, you know, the the IPL, obviously the powerhouse of cricket is India. Well, it's India, India, Australia, and England. But India kind of own 2020 now because of the IPL. Anyway, it's just I find that is insane. Well, they know knowledge or history or legacy in this sport and it's now theirs well listen Donnie it's going to what it is going to do and from a, a positive outlook it's going to turn the spotlight on if there is another incident of um, you know a journalist getting mm. chopped up or mm. if there is they now have a, a worldwide um, uh, profile so it, they, they will have to clean their act up whether like yeah. they, they won't change religiously or whatever but the, the a lot of the critics like that that's the positive outlook that that's the way i would see it personally like that you can't get away with murdering 50 people anymore because if you do you now own this hugely western sport and you're going to be condoned by everybody in it um now rory tiger and the people that you paid like brooks and d well i don't think dj is going to come out with a, a deeply political uh statement mm-hmm. to be honest but you, you have you have a responsibility now as as that type of so yeah look that that's the same with the Qatar World Cup. Well, look, tw- 20 years from now, it's entirely possible that Saudi Arabia is one of the most forward-thinking, green, uh, uh, highest, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, countries in the world. It is conceivable. Like, if you look at, if you take Ireland, for example, sure, look what happened in Ireland in the 70s and 80s. Exactly. Yeah. Unwed mothers had their children taken away from them and were not cared for and were vilified for the rest of their lives. That, like, yeah. that's pure evil. Yeah, or China, where they only let, let, let couples have one China. child, if not zero children, for a long, long time. Like, do you know what I mean? And now they're on the verge of population collapse. Yeah, like it happens everywhere. Like, so yeah. So let's, Donnie, look, it's a Tuesday afternoon. It's sunny in Toronto. You know what I mean? Let's uh, let's look on the positive side. Do you know what I mean? The, uh, the, the game, positive side is, yeah, look, it will the game of golf is restored. I, I'm going to announce it now that human rights abuses in Saudi Arabia are completely done. There won't be any more human rights abuses in, in Saudi Arabia. That's another positive. Um, uh, and yeah, look, let's just let's just enjoy it. Let's move forward. Let's enjoy DJ Bryson, Cam, Cam, actually, I actually, I actually have one question on this whole scenario. What happens to things like the corn fairy? Nah, they'll still be. It's, it's, like it's all just rolled up. It's yeah. So it's, it's just yeah. So it's up. just gonna. But I hope more. I hope money's pumped into that as well, though. Not just concentrating what, what on the. Is, you'll have you'll have your top pyramid, your all your elevated events. You'll have a couple more international events sprinkled in. You'll have your top hundred and fifty players, as in similar to the PGA Tour. So guys from live will get amalgamated back in. Blah 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 blah. And then the DP World Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour almost become like dual feeder clubs into the top deck. So the World Golf Champions, Tour, the Champions League is your World Golf Tour, and then you've got you've got like two like sort of smaller like UEFA Cup kind of situations. I'm sure they'll democratize it to the sense that if you have an up and coming guy who's playing great golf, he gets in. Okay. So 
there's another positive that this walled garden of live. So other positives, stupid team names. Fuck off. Thank you uh, very much. I don't know, man. I, I'd like to keep them. The Majestics and tournaments. Fuck off. Thanks very much. No cuts. Fuck off. Thanks very much. That's all positive for this board. Do you think, Donny, that no cuts will like will they keep it as will they say the Arnold Palmer Invitational 2024? Will this be 70 people, 70 guys play it um and everyone gets paid? Or do you think it will be the same as it was before, but just everybody is allowed to get involved? How, how is that gonna we don't know, but I'm just I'm just curious. I what would you think. say if I wanted to generate a bit of goodwill back and a bit of momentum, most people are against the notion of a no cut. How difficult is it now to roll it back and say, no, we will have cuts again. And all of a sudden, Friday's intriguing again. And everybody's like, ah, right decision. Yeah. It, look, I, yeah. I think it'll be a really quick win. But on the flip side, any player that goes to the tournament gets paid. If you get through to the cut, you get more money. But this nonsense of you don't get paid if you don't make the cut, I think is nonsense. And it's one of the things that started this whole argument in the first place. So, I don't think you should get paid personally if you don't make the cut but you should I think if you I think if you have a PGA tour slash world golf tour card card yeah that should be worth like X amount per year. I agree. Yeah. No matter what. You've Mm -hmm. got there. You've reached the summit and if you reach the summit of golf and you still have you you know you shouldn't have to be solely dependent on your results when you get there. Like you've got there. You're in the exactly. promise. I agree. That's, the same, that's like saying a soccer team shouldn't get paid unless they win a game or unless they score in a game. Like, I'd agree that's with that. That's not how sports work. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think a base salary amount for every PGA card holder makes sense. Well, and it won't be PGA you, now, bro. It'll be or sorry, whatever it is. WGT, can we whatever all, can it's we all agree though? Can we all agree though that, like, just at this stage, Jay Monaghan just needs to get to be fucked? Well, he won't though. He's, I'm sure he's he's put a lint contract that regardless he's going to stick around and yeah. collect his paychecks for the next five years until this all takes shape. Yeah, uh, yeah no, one last so I have to say one last question. I have to say, um, because I know people have been asking me all day about this before we move on to the Canadian Open preview. Ryder Cup, what happens with the Ryder Cup now? They're all like everyone's like you're fucking eligible again, so everyone can yeah, play now again. Everyone can play, I think, yeah. I mean, from a European side, I don't think there's any changes realistically to the team that I would everyone's pick. In. Yeah, everyone's in. Everyone's yeah, in. I think I think the US side, there's obviously going to be picks that they now get in. But I think from a European side, I don't think I'd pick any live player over the over like the current players. That I think would would I get the only first. guy? The only Sergio. guy for me, Sergio is not and Poulter, not a fucking hole. I think Sergio, I'm not I think Sergio a, is a massive dickhead. I don't think anyone likes him. And I, and I also right, don't but... think I, I also don't think Donald oh, yeah. will, will fucking pick him either. I don't think he will. Well, I'd say we were talking about this recently. Thomas Peters. Yeah. You'd look at and you'd go, yeah. mm, that might be a good guy to have in your European Ryder Cup team. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, yeah. I actually forgot about him because he's Thomas the recent Peters, move over. Yeah. If, if it's Thomas Peters versus one of the Hogards, I'll have Thomas Peters thanks. I agree. And have Sergio over both. I wouldn't have served you. You can't, you can't really, you can't really say that against that. He's the top scorer and point scorer ever. So. Exactly. exactly. You, can't really, you can't disagree. But, well, I mean, no, but I think, I think, as I said last time, I think we tried this whole. Uh, I tried. I think we 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 tried the whole older lads, more experience, and we got absolutely 
our asses handed to us in the last round. Yeah, of but that was in that was in the states, and it was different, different like mix use and experience. I, I just think, think with everything going on, how much of a villain Garcia leaned into it as well. I I just think it's I better don't think he's yeah. not on the team personally. I don't think people are passionate enough about golf to say like "fuck you, Sergio." You're not. I'll never support you if it, like if Sergio's wearing a blue blue uh, sweater jumper in uh, in Rome people mm-hmm. are going to get behind them like it's it's that simple for me but yeah it's a fact um, yeah but, but look again we're, we're very much in the dark here we don't know what the new format's going to look like we don't know how it's how we qualify for these events how... I'll tell you what Steve if Sergio's on that first tee on the Friday that I'm at Raider Cup I'm booing him backs oh, well, you, you might get fucking <laughs> thrown out bro I was let saying him, keep... let him try huh let him try <laughs> uh, what do we think then um, for Rory this weekend as he play or no Hundred percent, he plays. I, I just think I, I I'll stick by what I said earlier. If if Rory plays and he doesn't kick up a fuss, he knew, and not that that's disappointing in any way. But I think if Rory didn't re- truly, honestly, did not know about this, he withdraws from the Canadian Open, and he probably withdraws from, I don't know, a major to like really state the fact he's pissed. But again, we shall see. Mm. Yeah. Like, if he does play, like it, it's just going to be like. Does he have it like the amount of questions that he'll face? Not like accusatory questions, a la a, a, a Lance Armstrong or Phil Schofield fucking tell-all expose, but just the scrutiny that will be on him, the amount of attention that he'll get off the golf course. No one will ask him about the extended fifteenth hole, or does he think he can win this? Or no one gives a shit. Everybody just wants to know what he thinks about Saudi Arabia. Everybody will be ready with their questions of you said two years ago, blah blah blah. Does he really want that in his immediate future for the sake of playing in a tournament that he's already won twice? That was not going to like putting Rory and Philip Schofield in the same sentence, Donny, is a bit uh <laughs> bit harsh, I think, on, on Rory. But uh yeah look he's He's grown up around the media. He knows how to handle them. He probably has three or four people that will tell him what to say and what not to say. Um, he might yeah, do I, like a, he might have a prepared statement or something. This is, and I'm not taking any quite like he can do what he wants. To be fair, um, yeah, he can. Which, yeah. which is why, and because no, I, I'd be astonished if we didn't hear a statement from him by by the end of today. I'd be astonished. Well, as he's scheduled to speak, so he's playing in the pro am tomorrow. He's he's out at seven a.m. Um. And he's scheduled to talk to the press after that. So we'll know we're in the dark right now. I haven't heard anything since. Did you see that? Um, yeah, Matty Fitz was first to talk to the I press in the schedule this week. And at the time, he was supposed to be in the press tent. He was on the 10th fairway. He's like, he's like I'm not dealing with this. Fuck that. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say the CEO of Skechers was getting on to him to say, listen, Matt, if you don't mind, let's just fucking, let's get you out. We don't want to um, diminish the Skechers brand because it's so good. So let's get you out into that first tee and let someone else take the heat. But yeah, for, like you, you can't blame the guy. Matt Fitzpatrick isn't a political, he's not exactly a, a, a passionate speaker or a whatever it is. So I don't think he's the oh, guy. I, I, would, the I would be a million miles away. And you, you just, you'd regret if you said anything publicly right now because of yeah. the amount of pain in your arse that would now exist in your life. Yeah. Right or wrongly. Yeah. Like Rory has voluntarily sign himself up for a lifetime of shit over this whole thing and, and people will I would say far more people will sympathise and empathise with him and and how he kind of fought the law and the law won but he'll be kind of remembered for, for this 
Yeah, uh, he know. He think so. He, I don't know. I, I don't think, I, man, I think be, he will be, be known as the person who stood up for the PGA, stood up for what was wrong, and ultimately lost and looked like a bit of a fool. I think. I don't think percent. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a a, a big chapter in his in his professional life. I don't think in a major. Yeah, well, listen, if bookmarked as a as a you know. I don't think honestly. I don't think so. I, I think if if Rory wins Augusta next year, if he's where if he has a speech after the green jacket, wearing the green jacket, completing the career Grand Slam, no one's gonna no one's gonna care that he tried to stay at the PGA Tour and no, it didn't I, work I, out I think, like that. No, but I think this will just be part of his story. But yeah, it's this, gonna be part of everyone's story. Like, you know, like it it will be part. This will be always part of Rory McIlroy's story. I'm not saying it's positive or negative. It might turn out that it's a huge positive. Yeah, might, and yeah, like, you don't like, know what could happen in twenty years, or what way it's it's narrated in twenty years. But I don't think in twenty years, I think people will be quick to remember Rory and the, the Live Golf League and all that went on. I don't think they will, man. I think if, if we if we look at it, the if you're reviewing Rory's career in twenty years, I think we're just talking about golf. I think this is like a, so. if if you it's know? a thirty minute documentary on his career, you're probably maybe thirty seconds to, to mention this kind of year year and a half or he didn't win any majors um he was like a year and a, a half he's won a major since 2014 no i'm talking about this this year and a half where the live versus pga tour civil war was going on he was like a leader for for the for the pga tour um i think i think, that, I think this is it. definitely talked about or like without a doubt i don't think so. I, I don't think it's it's going to take away from anything he's done in any way shape or form but you can't say this will be a five second Quick note in his thing. This is a huge deal. Uh, I said thirty this is seconds. A huge now, L, lad. He's taking a massive L on this. Like, what does, what does he no, do? That's, that's, we're not. We're not saying there's anything he can do. I'm just no, saying what, at the end what, of the day, this is still a huge L for him. At the end of the day, if, like, you're, if you're Rory, what what do you lose? What you mean, like? Well, what do you lose? You lose your your complete pride. Look like an absolute fool in front of everyone. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well. Like out, look, of, like out of principle, you look like an absolute dumbass. Like, why does he? I don't think he does. Why, I'm like, not why saying it's Rory's fault. I'm saying the PJ have made him out to look like that now. No, but the he had. Have made a, I, they have, no, they've made him out to look like this. Like, I don't. I don't think he was a puppet for the PJ tour. I think that that was what he believed in. I oh exactly, and them going it, so. around and doing this backstabbing him now makes him look like a fool. So are you saying that Donny looks like a fool now? Why? I always look like a fool, lad. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but if that's your logic, then you're saying most arguments. <laughs> but Rory was the literal face and spokesperson of why people should stay in the PGA and not go to live. And then the P. I'm not saying it's Rory's fault, but at the end of the day, what the PGA have done makes Rory look like an absolute fool here. I don't think it does. I like. I, I, think, I think. Do you? I, I, I think it does because, like, well, I don't think. That Jay Monaghan or the PG Tour asked Rory to play the part. No, I don't think he, he wouldn't that do it. Like, that's not his conviction. But the lack of respect, if right, if he knew three weeks ago that this was going to happen, um, then you know they really they, they blindsided him. At least they told him. If he didn't like, if he didn't know, they 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 just shown like zero respect to him as a as a person, as a man, in terms of you be our guy. We're, you're with us, we're with you, we're a team. Oh, by the way, actually, we're just selling out to these guys that you've been badmouthing for the last year. Like, either way, he's lost. Like, they've the PGA Tour have shown him no respect. He's really taken, he's taken one, like, I feel just sorry for him. You know, I feel, like he really did back the wrong horse. 
thinking he was back in the right horse for the right reasons, which I still believe he was. Mm-hmm. And they've just they've just fought, they've just sold him down the river. Like yeah, I would, honestly, I wouldn't look at it like that at all. I think the only the only person that comes out of this looking like a fool is Jay Monahan. Like that's I think Greg Norman wins. I think um all, everyone that plays professional golf wins and has no um, scars and a reputation. I, I literally think the only person that comes out badly this is Jay Monahan personally. But um, like everyone spoke out against like Ram, a lot. Like a lot of them said, like Rory said, I don't want to join Live because this is where the prestige is at, and I don't agree with their human rights record. Um, so like that hasn't changed. You know, what I mean, he's still probably. The, the the Rory that we've seen over the last couple of decades, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, Saudi's great. All of a sudden, he's, he'll probably still say the same thing. Will he not? He might. He might just go back to... Look, it, it depends on the context of, of... like I'm trying to think back to all that Rory has said and all the questions he's asked about Liv. And, you know, he has been very consistent in that. It was about the integrity of the sport. Rory now... For his perspective, now thankfully, never ever once went down the that route of should we be allowing this to happen to our sport in terms of the, the actors. I don't think there's so so he will be able to he'll be able to roll back. I think in the sense that this does solve a lot of problems for the game of golf. All the problems for me. It solves most of the problems. It, it does. It 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 in one in one paradigm it, it's a really dark and depressing day, which is why like Randall Chambly has said this is the darkest day in professional golf. And Chambly and Layman Lynch are people who I generally tend to agree with in most things. Now that does that make me a jackass or some idiot? Potentially it does. If oh, I, I think am, they're fucking idiots, then too, fellas. They're yeah, just so they're puppets. I, so, so I, the PJ what, Tour pay him. That's what they why talk they, about, I think they've got actual integrity and they actually talk about values and things that uh, are beyond rubbish, the yeah. money. Yeah, look for, yeah, listen, then, then fine, more fool me. So why not do it for free? Do you know what I mean? Why not why not do it for free then? Well, so their position, like they're two other lads who are now fucked. That but, they're, it's even mag, magnified to Rory's case, it's now their credibility or their career. But I think their credibility is their career to a certain extent. I don't think it. I think you'll find that they'll continue writing about this new yeah, tour. I do too. They're not um, going to hang on the boots up. Yeah, okay, sure, look, lads. Well, let's um, let's do a, a really, really quick uh, Caden open preview there, just to finish it off, um, because I know we all have to jump there soon. So, um, and look, I'm to be fair, I'm sure that <laughs> realistically, we're we're going to be chatting more about it next week when we get more information be it if Rory withdrew or be it if Rory's won by 15 shots <laughs> to get it open. It does inspire him. Yeah, it definitely inspires uh, him. So, yeah. So, look, we'll, we'll, we'll pack it there. And when we get more information, we can talk about it again next week. And, yeah, sure. In, in the meantime, let's just finish it off there by doing the old Canadian Open preview. I think if you get John Ram in the final group on Sunday, I think he stands on next and he's going to get it done. Because the winner this week is going to be my, my one and done pick, I put put it on Twitter, put put my put my cards down on, on the line. I'm going for Rory McIlroy. I'm actually I'm hopping aboard the Billy Ho uh, oh. train. He's 28, so I think you can get him. Straight off the bat, not even gonna waste time. Paul Casey and Sam Burns, previous winners, both over 22 to one. I think that's an absolute value bet there. My third pick um, is Hideki Matsuyama. 
I got him at 18s this morning. Right, so we have the ORBC Canadian Open. Uh, it's at Oakdale Country Club in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, 7,264 yards. It is a Stanley Thompson design, designed in 1926. Defending champion is the, the much-talked-about today, Rory McIlroy. Um, this is the first time that Oakdale has ever hosted a pro event, so um, absolutely zero data to go off. Uh, in terms of the course setup, it's tree-lined, it's a parkland, it's really a kind of classical, um, I would say, Eastern US slash kind of Canadian golf course. Um, three par fives, three par threes, and 12 par fours. Um, five of those par fours are under 400 yards as well. So I think we're going to see a pretty low score winning this week. Um, the greens are kind of mid-range, I would say, in terms of, of green size. So it's not going to put a huge, um, from, from what it seems like, a huge emphasis on approach. It's going to be more of a, um, just more of a make it as much birdies as you can type of event. So I'm thinking probably um, somewhere in the region of the late teens, maybe 20s is going to get the job done this week. Um, I do not have the list of winners up in front of me because I've literally just been looking at PJ Tour versus Live stuff all day. I also don't have any picks uh, and I don't have the odds either. So I I'm assume yeah, we put all our eggs in the basket. Yeah. And in fairness, we're not sorry. Like <laughs> I'm assuming Rory is favorite, bro, is he? He is. Do you want to guess what price he is? Uh, if he is eight to one and over, I might put a massive wager on him. Donnie? Six to one? Five to one. Ah, come on. He is five to one, followed by Tyrrell Hatton at 12 to one, Sam Burns at 14 to one, Maddie Fitz at 16 to one, Cameron Young at 16, uh, Corey Connors and Justin Rose, both 18s, uh, Lowry at 20s. And you've Tommy Fleetwood, um, Sahita Gala, Keith Mitchell, Matt Kuchar, and Adrian Moronk, all between the late 20s and early 40s. And that's your top kind of 15 there. Right. Just going off that, bro, I would take Keith Mitchell. I think um, Mr. He's 35 to 1. Yeah. He's my pick. Yeah, nice. yeah it's good. Um, I would take. Um, I like Justin Rose, but he's too short. 18 to 1. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to back anyone this week. Um, but two lads who I'd want to keep, who I just want to keep an eye on. One would be, uh, one would be Ludwig Aberg, who's now just turned pro. And I think this is his first PGA Tour event as a pro. So this is the Swede who was for former now world amateur number one. Yeah. And People are making whispers about Ludwig Aberg being like a potential Ryder Cup bolter. He is an exceptional talent. He will be at the top of the game for a long time to come. That's why for his PGA Tour debut as a pro, you can get best price 66 to 1 on, which is fucking crazy. Um, and then the other guy who I just keep a look at would be um, Vincent Norman. Had a really good week two weeks ago. Hits at a mile. Another Swedish guy. He's 100 to 1. Um, he played Plum Ferry last year. He's got his PGA Tour card this year. I think he's really, really fucking talented. And um, I think he's a guy who could potentially bolt and win one before too long. Donny loves the Swedes. Bro, can we, can we throw in the Family Guy clip um, just after Donny speaks of the, the Swedish baker? Yeah. 
We are going to get you back on your feet, Brian. I know what always makes me feel better. Delicious sweets. Holly, welcome to Fjord's Bakery. Would you like a hot piece of pee? It's on the hoose. What? Oh, no. You're covered in my hot pee. You can wash yourself off in the way the closet. That, that's basically Donnie. Um, and it's good to see you taking a political stance, Donnie, and refusing to... to... To bet this week just out of principle. <laughs> I like the um, Just have a, I haven't looked. I haven't looked at that, and I've been taking. I've been taking, I'm taking hits to the chin for the last month. Everything, Fight the power, Donny. Fight the power. Fitzy was my last win in Harbertown. It feels like it was about three years Fair. ago. Uh, I have three picks actually this week, and I kind of want to change all my picks now after looking, but I won't because I already made the bets. Um, I I had I got Sam Burns at sixteen to one. I see he's fourteen to one now. Um. I got Rose at 20 to 1. He's now 18 to 1. And I have Adrian Moronk at 45 to 1. Um, another player that I kind of want to back is Adam Hadwin, the old mm. Canadian out of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Um, well, I don't. And I don't want to have four picks because that's ridiculous. So um, I have three picks. Such a man. I had six last week. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's yeah, Sam Burns, Justin Rose, and Adrian Ronk. Um hoping, nice. you know, ho- kind of hoping that McRoy drops out and oh. uh, Sam Burns is kind of strolls it then. But look, we shall see. Um yeah, I, I think I had third and fourth last week. So I went first, second at the PGA, third, fourth last week. Um, Scotty came out of absolutely nowhere last week. Um, Way to blow your own trumpet there, bro. Good match. Look, have to really humble uh, as ever. Huh? I'm serious. I actually have one thing I want to say really quickly because I saw it the other day. And Donnie, I know you're such a data guy, you'd love this. But sh- this was after Saturday at, um, at the PG because I know Scotty really um, started putting well on the Sunday. But on after Saturday last week, Scotty Scheffler's strokes gained ranks. Oh, we saw this. Tee to yeah. green first, approach first, around the green first, putting dead last. I think, I think that's I saw, ridiculous, yeah, man. Like, time, I think in all time strokes gained tee to green in a week. Scotty had was was 20 strokes better than the field average tee to green. That's like that's it's, the actually most, it's the biggest, this, it's the like biggest positive, it's the biggest positive variance in the history of the PGA Tour. He was twenty shots better, tee to green, than the average guy, and didn't like, win. I'm like, but thing is though, gen, not like I'm, I know we're literally leaving it now, but I'm just saying, if Scotty can genuinely get his putting sorted, he's he's winning everything. 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 Crazy. It's crazy. Like, no, the numbers insane. are crazy. So I know, sorry, I, I know that you'd like that, Donnie. So I want to say that just to finish off on on, did like that, on that one. So right, and before we go, lads, I'd just like to play us out. Uh, can we all just stand and rise, please, for the Saudi Arabian national anthem? Bye, everybody. Yeah, talk, talk to you later. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, He's Spain. done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. 
Shane Lowry is the Open champion.